This is Grant Taff. I was called coach for most of my life, but I always thought of myself as a teacher. My prayer is that you will learn something here that inspires you to be a positive influence at work, at home, and in your community. May God bless each of you as you listen. Coach Grant Taff is a college football legend. After a 54-year coaching career that culminated with his historic tenure at Baylor University, Coach Taff served as the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association for two decades. He is known as a master motivator, speaker, and as a best-selling author. He is a member of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2001. He's also my dad. This podcast is an archive of his legacy, but also offers some fresh insights and conversations that we hope you enjoy. I'm Lane Pittman, and this is Grant Taft Beyond the Game, presented by the National Child ID Program. I was born in Hermely, Texas, and uh, actually, uh, I uh, was born at a little house uh, that my grandmother and granddad were living in. They were uh, people that were like sharecroppers. They didn't own the land, but they, you know, tilled it and planted and, and uh, raised the crops and made money off of that, and that's how they lived. That's uh, where uh, I uh, began life, is uh, in a house uh, in Hermely, Texas. I didn't, wasn't born in a hospital. And uh, it was a doctor out of Snyder, which was 11 miles away, uh, came over and uh, helped deliver me. And uh, I remember one time I was probably, oh, uh, let's say maybe uh, two years, year and a half to two years old. And uh, both my mother and father uh, worked at the time we were living uh, what used to be a farm, but uh, they had sold off uh, parcels of the farm, and uh, this house had been built on about 10 acres, maybe. And so mother and dad bought that house, and they had that little acreage uh, that went with it. So they had to come into town uh, to do their shopping and, and uh, do some things that they needed to do in town. So here I am, and I'm dressed in a little white pinafore, uh, white shoes, and uh, I'm uh, uh, not very old, a child, a wee child. So they take me over and put me in the theater, and they put me on the back row. And uh, so they left to go do the things they need to do. Now, I don't know that anybody today would have the guts to do that to put your child in a dark movie uh and be gone for two hours so but anyway uh, here's what happened and and i don't know if i actually remember this or mother and dad talked about it a lot and and i've got the picture of it in my mind but anyway so i had a ball and i loved that ball and then i was sitting on that back row and i dropped the ball 
and theaters are slanted down so that as you go back, the seats rise above the ones in front of them so that you can see. And so I go down, dive, I'm, I'm doing dumpster dive right there on the back row, and I've got my little white pinafore on, and I start to look for my ball in the back row. And I couldn't find it because it had rolled down the slant. So I crawl under people's feet. I'm sure they thought, what in the world is that? And by the time I got down to the end to find the ball, I was black <laughs> as black could be because Covered. the dirty floor. Just uh, You can imagine yeah. a theater uh, <coughs> with a wooden floor. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm down on the, the very bottom and I find my ball and I go back. And when it was time for my mother and dad to come and get me, they came in and mother has told this story. They came in and they didn't see what they left there. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they had a, a mental anticipation of seeing their son in the white pinafore uh, sitting there waiting for mommy and daddy. Well, they went past me because they didn't have any clue that that was their <laughs> sitting there, well, in a dark suit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, they, they just worked their way up and then looked in there, and there I was, and they <laughs> took me out, and they just, what happened to you? I said, I dropped my ball. <laughs> but your early determination was at play. You would not... I would, no, no, I think that's a real clue, Lane. I mean, you know, no matter what it takes, uh, I, at that early age, uh, realized you got to do what it takes to get the job done. And, and I did, and uh, it was a holy mess. And oh, you, that's so funny. You can only imagine yeah. what was on the floor oh, of no, that old, sticky, old, yeah. old movie. Oh, my word. That's great. Well, tell me about, though, that that's a great story. Tell me about but your parents, uh, their work ethic, and how that really impacted who you are. Yeah. Well, you know, I was born in 1933, and uh, that was uh, the tail end of the Depression. And uh, people had to, had to get jobs. Well, my mother and dad were young. Uh, and uh, there weren't any jobs available. So my dad goes down uh, on Avenue S. That's the highway coming out of Snyder going north to Post and to Lubbock. And there was a place there called Stinson Motor Company. And it was a garage for repair of automobiles. It was a car dealership of Buicks and Pontiacs. It was a full service station, and it was the bus stop for Snyder. So my dad felt like that if he could show them how hard a worker he was, he, they'd give him a job. They just weren't any jobs. It was right after the right in the Depression time. So my dad goes down and grabs a broom and starts sweeping, and he swept out the the back area then he moved to the driveway and 
He was worked out. I'd been working about an hour, just sweeping away, sweeping away. Mr. Stenson drove in. He was uh, had some meeting at the bank, and so he was late getting to the station, and he drove up and walks in, and he asks the man that was working for him, uh, who's that out there sweeping? I said, well, I don't know. I thought you hired him send him down here. Mr. Stenson, I didn't hire anybody. So he goes marching out there, and he says to my dad, who are you, and what are you doing? He said, well, I'm Bill Taff, and I'm sweeping your drive out here so you know how good a worker I am. Mr. Stenson said, well, what do you want? My dad said, I just want a job. Mr. Stenson hired him that day. That's how he got got a job. He kept it all through the Depression. He rose from sweeping the front area uh, to managing the whole thing. They had a tourist court. They had a tourist court. They had a bus. It was a bus stop. It was a garage, uh, and it was a service station. So anyway, he worked there for about 20 years. Well, and your mom, she uh, she was a little bit of a hard worker as well. Oh boy, she was something. My mom, she worked at a shoe store downtown called Thompson's Shoe Store, and uh, she, over a period of many years, she outfitted just about every child in Snyder, Texas, with their first pair of new shoes, and then when they were going to, to start school they'd come get another pair and so every child in Snyder Texas knew her and knew her knew her as the lady that put the shoes on them and she t- probably taught them Sunday school she did How teach a lot of them Sunday that? school well mom taught Sunday school as long as I can remember until she got to an age where she just couldn't do it and as a matter of fact uh, she was uh, my Sunday school teacher when I was six years old. And she, even as a teacher, had a big impact on my life because one of her lessons was the story of uh, David and Goliath. And, uh, you know, I was a young, really, really young. I was probably seven, six, seven years old. And so that story really impacted me. And, uh, I saw myself as David, as a David, and that uh, whatever I decided to do, I believed I could do it. She, uh, she was great. She, she could tell those great stories and make them come alive. And uh, I probably get uh, uh, some of my ability to uh, communicate uh, from her. Uh, Dad was more the tight-lipped guy. You know, uh, he uh, he he was uh, a special, special guy. He uh, was a hard worker and uh, a loving guy, and he uh, he thought the world of his son. And uh, I, I tried never ever to disappoint uh, my dad or my mom in the way I took care of my business and. Uh, it was a great blessing to me to have that hanging over my head, that I never wanted to do anything that would uh, not be uh, approved by my mother and dad. 
and uh, so it was a good guideline for me and uh, and I'm, I'm glad that that I had that opportunity and uh, frankly they uh, they were special people they they they, ta they taught me a lot about hard work uh, the importance of that the importance of uh, if you got a job to do you, you do it to the fullest of your ability and uh, that was an important thing and also the other part was honesty and integrity. Uh, you know, they didn't have a lot, but more than what they had, they earned it, and uh, they would never cheat anybody out of anything. They'd never take advantage of anybody. Uh, and there were times when Dad could have done that because he was well thought of in the community, and that, that gave me a clear uh, vision of how you do life. Uh, you do it honestly, uh, you do it with enthusiasm, and you do it with uh, an attitude of service, serving mm -hmm. others. So uh, that's just the way he was, and uh, he never really made a lot of money. He saved a lot of money. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he ended up, at the end of his life, he had a pretty good amount of money, but it was just saved from mm -hmm. hard work jobs. You know. Well, you had always told me, and I think he told you this, that character is doing the right thing even when no one's looking. Oh, yeah. So that was always real important. Yeah. That, you know, when, when he said that to me, he said, you know, son, you, you have good character, but you also have to remember that your character is extended. Uh, uh, to when you know somebody can't see you or somebody uh, that you're in an area that nobody knows you and you would feel comfortable in doing things that mm -hmm. you would not normally do. So it stuck with me and uh, I tried to teach that to every player that I've ever coached and uh, when you start counting them up there was a lot of people yeah. <laughs> that I coached. Uh, over the years, and then my family, my three daughters, my uh, uh, extended uh, family, my my grandchildren, and now my great grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I think uh, attitude probably you got from your mother. Well, uh, she just was, uh, I guess, uh, born with that and and developed it during her lifetime. She she worked without question, without fussing. She uh, would come home and cook for Daddy Bill, and uh, if any of us were staying there, of course, us as well. Uh, she'd keep the house all herself. She didn't have any help. So uh, one morning she had gotten dressed and ready to go to work, and I'd noticed through a period of time that she always had a, a smile on her face, and she always uh, was was happy and so I, that morning I said mom uh, let me ask you a question she said sure I said why is it that you always uh, have such a positive attitude she said well son here's the way it is when I get up in the morning I put on my happy face and I don't take it off till I get in bed to go to sleep <laughs> To her, it was a happy face, and nothing was going to change that. Well, that was her choice. That was a choice. 
So that was her choice. She's going to be happy every day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she was. Uh, yeah, she was the most positive person. <laughs> we could be behind 50 to nothing, and she'd say, oh, we've got them right where we want Yeah, we'll, we'll come back in the we'll, second half. Oh, yeah. No problem. Oh, yeah. She was that way. Uh, you know, I played high school football, and she was that way. She never, ever thought as a player or as a coach that I would ever lose a game. Never, never dawned on her before the game that we'd ever lose it. So, and, and to wrap up, uh, s- you know, supporting your children is so important. Tell me about your career, playing and coaching, and if your parents uh, showed up for you, and how they showed you their support. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, the way I got uh, in- inducted into. Uh, the uh, football world was my dad would take me to see Snyder High School play when I was little. And one night they were playing Colorado City. It's a town about 30 miles south of Snyder. And uh, they, they were playing. And at that time, the men of the community of the home team uh, were down on the sideline and they would walk with the chain. So they watched the game from the chains up and down the field. And I don't know why, I, I never understood that. It was, they just, that was their place. They were the fathers of those young men out there and they had the right to be there. So up and down that field they would go. And so, well, I'm out there with my dad. And uh, I'm probably, I guess, seven, eight years old, seven probably. And anyway, they're playing Colorado City. They play the game. And then it turned into a big gang fight. (laughs) And they were all over the field fighting. The men were fighting the men from Colorado. Brawl. Brawl. It was a brawl. I'm right in the middle of it, you know. I'm just looking around and trying to figure out what all they're doing. And so we finally get through there and leave and, and go home. And uh, uh, so my mom asked me the next day, said, well, how did you like the game? I sure loved it, Mom. Well, what, what was really uh, the thing you loved the most? Oh, when all the men fought out on the football field. <laughs> I thought that was a part of the game. You play the game, and then you get out there and fight. And I thought, wow, this is a great game. But that that was my induction into to coaching. That's, I want to do that. It looks I, I, fun. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> this is Grant Taft. Thank you for joining us. Now, go make a difference beyond the game.